Hey, good morning everyone. Welcome to our Bluemont video chat we're doing today. Back to an online uh, getting together this week. Hope everybody had a really good Independence Day, 4th of July celebration yesterday. And you know, I've uh, been more, just this weekend was more meaningful to me this year with everything going on in America. And I just think our nation is important. Uh, we're here actually at the Isaac and Ellen Goodnow Homestead here in Manhattan. You may or may not know, but they were some of the, the first settlers of, of Manhattan, founders of K-State, and thought it was appropriate because we're talking about freedom today. Because, you know, it's, it's America, and America's all about freedom. But, but really, God is all about freedom, too. We're talking about how, how important it is to live in the freedom that God has for us. And the good news, along with others, other settlers of Manhattan, came here as part of the, the mission. They moved to Kansas from the east because they wanted to see Kansas be a free state where slavery would not be permitted and where every man and woman who lived in this place would be free. And that is just so, you know, quintessentially what it means to be American or part of the American value system. We love Patrick Henry, who you may or may not know was a, was a pastor. He had the famous line, give me liberty, give me freedom, or give me death. And we may just be like, oh, that's an American thing, but really that's a God thing. And God has made us to, to live with freedom. And that's really the, the, what, what God has for us. And really the gift that we have received as Americans in a unique way and our calling to bring that to the world in a unique way. And I know there are a lot of events recently going on that, that highlight the lack of freedom, the lack of equality and justice in our nation. Um, and even the question has been asked by, by a lot of us, hey, is, are these, is, this, is this the land of the free? Um, is this a place for us to experience what we were made for? And not only that, but us personally. Like, am I experiencing the freedom that God made me for? And so I just want to talk a little bit about that this morning. I um, can't remember if I said this already, but 2 Corinthians 3.17, the Apostle Paul writes, and he says that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so, really our, our first um, point I want to just hit on today is that freedom is our birthright. Freedom is our birthright, not just as Americans, but as people made in the image of God, God made us to be free men and free women. Uh, you know, obviously it's, it's an American quality and it's you know, written in our Declaration of Independence that we are endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. We are endowed by our Creator, our, our Declaration of Independence says, the thing that really started our nation with inalienable rights. And actually the first draft of this said that we were endowed by our Creator with sacred and undeniable rights. That our founders realized that God had made us to be, to be free. And that was radical at the time of our founding. No nation had ever come together centered around this, this truth. And it really was the result of the gospel going into the world and working out the implications of that over centuries. Um, but it goes all the way back to just to the garden when God created us, that he created us to be free. And he created us in his image. 
And one of the essential qualities of image bearers of God is that just as God is free, God makes choices and there are consequences. He made us to have real freedom, real choices that lead to, to real consequences. Um, and so we are, Galatians 5.13 says, we are called to freedom. The thing that we were made for, the thing that we're called to is to live a life as imagers that, of, of, of freedom, of free choices. I think that's important, you know, to ask first of all in our own lives. And I was just thinking about this this morning and the last couple of days is, how much am I experiencing freedom? And I can look back on the last few days and look at places where anxiety kept me from experiencing freedom, where, where fear, kept, where I was under the power of fear and wasn't living in freedom, or striving kept me from freedom. Um, but as but where I've been in in sync with God, freedom comes from that. I think also even as we're looking at issues in our nation, it's a really good grid to ask ourselves and issues in our in our neighborhood and our friends, our community, and really you know all the debates going on. But a great question is, what would lead to people experiencing more freedom? And so does this this system of morality. Does it lead to, to me and others experiencing more freedom or less? Does this way of, of approaching prejudice and discrimination lead to, to me and others experiencing more freedom or less? Does this economic system bring more freedom or less? And as, as followers of Jesus, we, that is a good indicator of, of what God wants to lead us into. So freedom is, is our birthright. It's what, it's what we're made for. But Although it's our birthright, that doesn't mean we always experience it, and there are certain mindsets that keep us from that. And one thing we really have to understand that's, that's really counter-cultural to the way a lot of people think, and especially in our, in our culture today, is we need to realize that freedom is not autonomy. Freedom and autonomy are not the same thing. I was on a discussion on Facebook this week with some people about the whole, really, the, the hateful things that, really the tweet that had been posted by a K-State student about George Floyd uh, a little over a week ago, and the whole debate about that, and what should be the reaction to that, and where does free speech come to play, and one of the comments that someone made in this conversation was, well, this is just the consequence of, of being autonomous, that if we're going to be autonomous, then you can't really tell people what to do. And the assumption was that autonomy and freedom are the same thing. Um, you know, a lot of times today, the idea that freedom means we can do whatever we want is, is very entrenched. And that's just kind of how we, how we think about it. But it's so important that we realize that actually when we are just living for ourselves or just being autonomous, we're actually not autonomous, but we're under the power of sin. We're under spiritual powers of darkness. And as we like to say, you're going to, you know, quoting Bob Dylan, you're going to serve somebody. It may be the devil or it may be the Lord, but you got to serve somebody. And so freedom is, is what we're made for, but freedom doesn't mean that we're a God to ourselves, that we are autonomous. And we see that even in when God created Adam and Eve as free image bearers with free will. They, they had freedom to make choices, but it was important for them to realize that they were not God that they were under God's leadership. They were, they were to serve Him and follow Him. And really their mission was how could they use their freedom to, to honor God and bring His kingdom into the world. And when they, when they came out from that, when the enemy gave them a way to, hey, you could be 
like God, to like be more autonomous, they actually lost their freedom and came under the power of sin, just as we do. I, you know, it's been kind of vividly on display in our culture in the last last three weeks. Um, some of these autonomous protest zones in our nation. Of course, the the one in Seattle is is the most famous. That was for for three weeks. The Capitol Hill autonomous zone was a place where really the police were not enforcing the law. Um, protesters were, were protesting some of the, the injustice and the injustices in our nation and advocating for certain changes. And at first, the mayor of Seattle said, hey, you know, this isn't really uh, anarchy. It's more like a big block party. And we have block parties all the time, and so, you know, we're just going to allow this to happen. But tragically, what unfolded is that it was very detrimental to the businesses and people who lived in those areas. And there was just a, a major upswell in violent crime and burglaries. There was a rape that happened. Um, there, were, there were at least six different incidences where where gunshots, where there were people were shot at, um, four people were injured and two died. And so this like autonomous zone led to, led to the loss of life and actually the loss of freedom. And not a very pretty picture. Our, our son Cade was in um, driving through Denver about a week ago and it was a, not as big but kind of similar and they, they drove by the Capitol and the, he came home and he said, oh man, I just I feel like our country is not going to make it. Because what I saw there around the Capitol was graffiti sprayed on the building and on statues and monuments around there. There were people camping all around. It was hard to tell who's a protester and who's homeless. People were openly doing drugs in the streets and not just the drugs that are legal in, in Colorado, but it was just a place of, of lawlessness and destruction. And, and there's, a, there's a rainbow flag on the Capitol. It just was, it looked like a third world country or a, a war zone. And you know, that's kind of when we try to live autonomous, we actually lose our freedom. When we look at historically, and that freedom always grows when principled people bring God's truth to bear against injustice. And so we see that in the founding of our nation, we see that in, in the Civil War where principled people are standing up against justice, against injustice and bringing God's principles to bear at great cost. We see that in World War II, we see that in our civil rights movement. Uh, it's sometimes forgotten that the most influential leader of that was, was Martin, Martin Luther King Jr. And it's forgotten that he was a reverend and that his whole worldview that he was coming from was appealing for peace and righteousness and justice based on God's truth. When he was asked, like, what, what really motivates you or what, what drives you the most? He said, I just want to do God's will. And that was really what was, what was driving um, his, his leadership and passion in, in that movement. And so freedom comes not from autonomy, but from lining up with God and, and his freedom. And that really points to the reality that, that freedom is found in Christ. At the end of the day, like we can try our hardest to, to be free or live free, but it takes Jesus and his work on the cross and his resurrection to defeat the power of sin and the powers of darkness in the world and to bring freedom. In John 8.36, Jesus said that if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. If the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed.
And it's in Christ that we can come into, into freedom, both personally and, and beyond. Jesus paid the price for our sins. He purchased our freedom for us when he died on the cross. And that's, we experience that as we personally turn from our sin. As I just, even this morning, I realized, oh man, I've been kind of under the power of anger. I've been, Reagan's here filming this and she's nodding her head very, very, very earnestly right now. I've been under some frustration and striving and just, uh, I've kind of been under that. And even this morning I was just like, man, God, I've, I've been under that. I don't want to be under that anymore. I turn away from that and I turn to you and trust you to bring your freedom that you purchased for me. And it was just immediate, the, the change in my, my mindset as I came out from those powers and came into the freedom that Jesus has for us. And that's what God wants us to experience. Whether we never have before or whether we have, but we just need to keep choosing to live in that and trust God for that. It's in Christ that we experience freedom. Um, so freedom is found in Christ and also freedom is found in living for Christ. We receive freedom through what he did for us. And, but then we also experience it as, as we live for him. I was reading a little bit of just American Revolution history earlier this week, and there was a, uh, a quote I ran across from Jonathan Trumbull, who was the before the Declaration of Independence, when the colonies were still under British rule. He was appointed by Great Britain to be the governor in the colonies, to be a governor in the colonies. And he wrote back to his, his superiors, and he said that if you ask an American who is his master, he will tell you he has none, nor any governor, but Jesus Christ. And, of course, the king and the, the British Empire, that, you know, that made them real uneasy. Because there was something different about these, these colonists. That they said, hey, we have, the, even a slogan of the Revolutionary War became, no sovereign, but God no king but King Jesus. And they realized, hey, we are, we, we, we are made to be free and that means that we are under the, the leadership, the kingship of Jesus and we are living for him. And the same thing is true for us. In Galatians 5.13, Paul writes that, for you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. We're called to freedom, but don't use your freedom just for yourself. But as you come in alignment with God, then you come in alignment with his purpose to serve other people. And actually that's the purpose of freedom, is not just to live for our own, our own whims and desires, but to serve God and use our freedom. And that's actually where we experience freedom the most. I know, again, for myself, like when, I, when I'm stuck and... What always helps is coming back to, okay, wait, no, Jesus, you're my, you're my Lord. You're my King. I want to live for you. How can I live for you? And that just brings such a sense of freedom and purpose. When I, when I bring my full self to King Jesus, I find that I'm living fully. And you know, that's, that's what we all experience. And when, when, our, when our, our culture is in a place of just so many questions and confusion and striving for things, but when people see, when our neighbors and our friends see people living for Christ, that points to, the, to something that says, oh man, okay, I want that. There's a, there's a reason to live. 
I want that for myself. Obviously, there are a lot of challenges in our nation right now. There are a lot of tough situations going on. I really have just been asking myself the question, like never, like never before in my lifetime, are we going to make it? Is, is America going to be around? What, is, what does America stand for? And are, is there a value system that, that has a, a grounding and a moral compass that will allow us to continue as a country? I, I sure hope and pray so. I know we've been through a lot of tests in the past, and God has been faithful to come through in those places and to bring people to an encounter with Him and a realization of our need for Him. And our prayer is that that would be what happens now. And, but I know that, that really the, the question of whether we and our nation will, will experience that freedom is very much up for grabs. And it has to do with if we appreciate that and look to Jesus for what he has for us. So I just want to pray right now and just ask that God would help bring us into his freedom, both personally and for our nation. So let's pray together. Father, thank you that you made us to be free men, to be free women. Thank you for sending your son to purchase our freedom when we were under the power of the enemy. For anyone who's listening right now who's never come out from the power of sin and come into your kingdom, come into your freedom. Lord, would you help them? I just encourage you, if that's you, to say, Lord Jesus, I, I turn to you as my deliverer, as my liberator today. I turn away from the power of sin, my own way, seeking to be my own God, living for self, and anything else besides God. I receive what Jesus has done on the cross to purchase my freedom by faith. I turn from my sins and trust in Jesus to live that out. Lord, thank you for bringing people into your kingdom and your freedom. Lord, for, for others of us, Lord, I pray that you would help us to truly live in the freedom that you purchased for us, that we would be able to say that where I am is where the Spirit of the Lord is and, and there is freedom. And God, we pray for, for our community, we pray for our nation. Lord, we ask that you would, you would continue to use us, use your people to, to draw others to the truth and to you, to bring us into the freedom and the purpose you have for us. We thank you for this and trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, hope everybody had a, a really good weekend and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. We'll be back at the Blue Mount Hotel next Sunday. But may you experience God's freedom and walk in his freedom and bring his freedom this week in very real and tangible ways. Look forward to seeing you soon.